This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, and Charlie Long in studio. One of the things that just broke minutes ago, but the Seattle Seahawks and Pro Bowl quarterback Geno Smith, they are finalizing a new multi-year contract. And this is being reported by Tom Pelissero and also Ian Rappaport. Um, Geno, who was he's 32 now would have become a free agent instead it looks now where uh, he'll stay in Seattle where he was the NFL comeback player of the year last season now how coincidental is that that all this time no deal done Derek Carr gets a deal done Geno Smith gets a deal done well it's just uh the snowball effect you know, as uh, the snowball is going downhill and it gets bigger and bigger. Now you're going to see things. Uh, I think what happened with Derek Carr, you're going to see more deals uh, coming to fruition, like you just saw uh, with, uh, with Geno Smith. And don't be surprised if the Giants don't try to cut a deal with Daniel Jones. Yes, and uh, so they can try to secure Saquon Barkley but wait, too. But but but, but, but uh, yeah, who are you going to franchise tag if that that um, listen? They get a franchise one or the other. Well, it'll be the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're not going to do it with Saquon. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but, but when you look at, like, I mean, I don't know. Is it, I mean, is he because he's playing with the Giants in New York? He's not worth for $40 million. No, and he's got one hell of a coach in Brian Dable, too. No, no. The, the coach <laughs> that that the, does matter. No, no. The, the one thing I, I could tell you, uh, Mike, as good as uh, the perception and the season he had last year, he can't hold Derek Carr's job. Now, he can run better than Derek Carr. You know, run and extend plays at all. But as far as a passer, he's not on Derek Carr's level. I mean, uh, I agree with you there. Uh, no, that, that's why. If the Giants are going to pay him 40, no, God bless him. No, I think yeah. it might be because it's New York or uh, whatever. But, uh, and what are the other options? Yeah, so what are you going to do? What are yeah. the other yeah. options? We're going to go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. We're going to go to Big John in Mid City. Big John, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike and Charlie. Well, good afternoon, gentlemen, and good afternoon to you all in the Houdat land. You know that I was uh, in favor of bringing in Derek Carr from the get-go. And now that uh, the deal is sealed, I am totally and completely on Team Bobby. Sorry, Deuce, but I think the Saints are now in the top five of the NFC. And and the reasons I give are as follows. Uh, Number one, uh, Derek Carr is coming from one of the most dysfunctional franchises with one of the most dysfunctional owners in all the league, and he's coming to one of the most stable franchises. That is true. That is true. Okay. Second of all, uh, Derek Carr's had to endure what? Five offensive coordinators in the past six or seven years and and head coaches that have been almost as dysfunctional as as the ownership in in Las Vegas. Um, You know, now he's coming to a coaching staff that I think – 
I think is in, you know, redemption mode because they, they're feeling the hot seat after all that happened last year. And, right. and fans like myself were critis- critiquing them. That, you know, this is Dennis Allen's chance at uh, vindication in some ways because, after all, he's the one that brought Derek Carr into Las Vegas in the first place well, 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 and drafted well, him before he was it, let go. Big John, that's a great point you're making, and that's why the Saints were so attractive. I know as a player, who are you familiar with? Who are you comfortable with? Who you think you can excel as you go forward throughout your career? Okay, let me tell you, Derek Carr and his people, you know what makes a difference that I've been there? Uh, it does make a difference you play all your home games in a dome stadium. And nine a year uh, because uh, uh, through uh, in Atlanta. Right, right, right. right. So, so uh, I'm like uh, saying, okay, what? I get to play in a dome stadium. I can tell you right now. I played, if I look back, I played in the Silver Dome. It ain't there no more. They blew it up in Detroit. And the only outdoor stadium I played was in Oakland in the spring and the summer East Bay. What? It was like you couldn't yet to force yourself to sweat. It wasn't even <laughs> hot uh, on the, the the wind blowing all over the bay. And it was, you know, it was never no inclement weather at that time. Now, it could it could have been, but I never was part of that. Then I was with the Saints. Uh, I played in a dome. I was in Atlanta. Played in a dome. I'm telling you, as a quarterback, you welcome that. So that was one thing the Saints had going for him, bringing in Derek Carr, uh, playing in a dome stadium. And then, you know, the one thing, now, uh, Big John and also – uh, that when they talk into Derek Carr, they can say, you know what? We've always invested in offensive linemen to protect you. This is not an opinion. This would actually happen. Now, you might say that you picked the right player, or was, or, 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 uh, but at least you were trying. The Saints have invested into four former first-rounders and a second-rounder up front. So and you, you talk- gave up a first to get the second. Right. So you think about all with how would they invest in the offensive line, to help the quarterback and all that. So I think that attracted uh, uh, Derek Carr. And then also uh, the path to the playoffs. You look at the NFC, the NFC South. What division more AFC, NFC, what division more than the NFC South, your path to the playoffs is more promising? Now, I don't know what Atlanta's going to do, Carolina or Tampa Bay, but right now. So I think that attracted uh, Derek Carr. And then you're also playing for uh, with a team – what a strong defense. We got a top yeah, 10 defense. Well, we got a top yeah. 10 defense, Big John. Hey, look, uh, Derek Carr never played for a team with a top 20 defense. So no. that's that's why I'm no. like, it was almost a slam dunk, and he got the money to come to the Saints. Well, yeah, not but not, not yeah, but hell yeah. I want to come play hell for yeah. the Saints. Now, here's and that handles the Derek Carr situation from Derek Carr's standpoint. But from the Saints' standpoint, what you have is an experienced and proven quarterback in the fold, who, by the way, has an eerie similarity to Drew Brees in the sense that he made the playoffs the year before. He didn't make the playoffs this year. That's just a, maybe a coincidence, but I kind of like that. Right. But the main thing here is this, is that suddenly you have a great deal more latitude in the draft because while you certainly want to be able to draft a quarterback, and I know, Mike, you say that quite a bit, and I agree with you, you always want to be able to draft a quarterback and bring one in. You don't have to take a risk on a high pick now. You can bring in someone, like you said, who can become trade bait if he develops into something good because I can tell you that the, the, the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now, 
not all 32 of them going into the season are going to be starting on day one. Now, just Big think John, of this, yeah. Big John, just think of this. From the start of last year till today, you'll have four new starting quarterbacks in the NFC South. Mariota oh, yeah. started in Atlanta. <clears throat> Tom Brady started in Tampa. <clears throat> <clears throat> Baker Mayfield started in Carolina. <clears throat> Winston started with the Saints. Four no. new starters. In the NFC. So. No, it, it, when you look at it, it, it's always whatever you do for him lately. Now, right quick, Big John. Put Big John uh, back on. Uh, uh, okay, Big John. Okay, I want because you represent the Houdat Nation, a lot of the fans. If Michael Thomas is willing to work with the Saints restructured deal, I mean, uh, to me, you cannot say, oh, Michael Thomas, I'm tired of him. He got to go. No, I would want Michael Thomas with Derek Carr. Because I think he made Chris Olave better. I think Derek Carr wants Michael Thomas. <laughs> I think Derek Carr wants – you're right. Derek Carr wants Michael Thomas. This Who That fan wants Michael Thomas, and Chris Olave wants Michael Thomas. And if Michael Thomas stays healthy, and that's a big if now. Yeah, that's if the if. Healthy, you're looking at the black and gold as the 2023 division champion. The NFC Thank you, Big John. We appreciate the call. We'll come back with you here on Sports Talk. Charlie Long has the numbers for Geno Smith right when we get back here on this commercial break. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, Charlie, I don't know what the numbers you have, but uh, it looks as though Geno Smith has just finalized the deal. Three years, $105 million. That's what and, I got. And he's going to get $52 million in a year. Once again, a, about 35 per year. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's an easy ad, $35 million well, that's the market. per. So that's, that's what you're looking at. I mean, Mike, that's the market because you talk about uh, – Look, even uh, the salary cap continues to rise. That's why when you look at Aaron Rodgers' number, we're like, what, $50 million? I was like, well, okay, but it's Aaron Rodgers. That's why you look at Derek Carr, $37.5 million. Kirk Cousins, $35 million. Jerry Goff, 33 and a half. Ryan Tannehill, right at $30 million. 
Okay, no, and Gino's thirty-five. No, it falls into the because alignment. his contract's up right now, and there's just the market. That's why when you always say Dak Prescott, well, we paying the cowgirls are paying him forty million. What the hell, Dak Prescott? <laughs> Prescott has won for the cowgirls nothing. We but you know, not, but it's just supply and demand. We in our segment of talking money and right now we're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line the legendary Tim Brando from Fox Sports Timmy thanks so much listen I don't know if you're going to make 52 million dollars a year like uh, what Gino is but that, <laughs> you're in pretty good company there man 52 million dollars in, in Louisiana oh my god uh, god if I just if I just worked a little harder on on <laughs> On my athletic prowess as opposed to my broadcasting prowess as a child, what a difference it might have made, huh? Goodness yeah. gracious, Timmy, um, your, your thoughts on on the Derek Carr situation signing up with the Saints? Well, I like it. I like it a lot, and, and the reason I like it a lot is because I think Derek Carr has been uh, in the AFC going up against some of the best quarterbacks really in the in the world. Uh, they're all it's stacked. You know, the AFC side is stacked with great quarterback play. And the NFC is not. And and to me, uh, getting out of, uh, of Oakland for him uh, will enable him to have a much better chance, and I can't think of really a better spot for him to be than in New Orleans because, um, well, quite frankly, I, I don't think either uh, Dalton or, or, or Jameis are the answer. And uh, the offense has still got weaponry. It's not that it doesn't have – uh, weapons, it does. Now they got to stay healthier. They, they got to do a better job of staying on the field. We saw that, you know, ad nauseum through the course of, of last season and even more so uh, in Sean's last year. Uh, and yet uh, they stayed in the hunt for a while because the defense was, was as good as it was. Now they all made right. mistakes. So we, we know how penalty prone New Orleans was a year ago. You know, I stopped doing the preseason games, uh, Bobby, about 10 years ago. Uh, maybe a little longer, maybe 11. I think 13 was my last year. Stinchcomb's first year doing the preseason games was my, my last year doing them. But I, I, I remain uh, someone that's, that's following the Saints very closely, and I care about the organization. I always have. You know, I started as a Cub reporter there at uh, 1280 WGSO on Canal Street, and I went to Vero Beach in the 70s when Snake Stabler came in when Baum was there, and I was even there before that, okay, when Scram was, was coaching. So, you know, I go that far back with the organization. Even though it struggled uh, last year, I, I still think it's very, very close. You know, it's a fine line yep. uh, between being a successful organization currently in the NFL versus not. And I don't think the slippage has been that bad for the Saints. I really don't. Well, well, uh, and a, an addition like Carr, in my mind, it's going to make all the difference if, if they can keep him upright and uh, and he gets enough of those wide receivers to stay on the field for him. You know, Tim, it's not much different. Like you said, the parity, like whether you're seven and ten or uh, ten and seven. I can remember the year I held out in 1990. Uh, you had uh, uh, Steve Walsh and John Forcade, and they were eight and eight type team. And Ricky mm-hmm. said, uh, "Yeah, that uh, Bobby, if you hear, uh, we definitely get into double digits." Uh, we're like an eleven and five, maybe a twelve and four type team uh, versus eight mm-hmm. and eight, and I think uh, you know when you look at Derek Carr versus Andy Dalton, instead of seven and ten, I- I'd be disappointed right now. Now, one paper, I don't know what the re- uh, the rest of the NFC South is going to do. That if they're mm-hmm. not, may- maybe ten and seven, 
and, and that he'd be the difference in like uh, three or four more wins. Absolutely, yeah. And, and that's why he's worth what he's getting. And I don't begrudge any of these guys what they make. I mean, when you see what, what's coming after them on a regular basis and the risk-reward factor that comes into play in the NFL, you'll never hear me complain about guys getting this or that kind of money. I don't particularly care for talking about it. Even though now in the college game, yeah, they're getting it too. No, you got million dollar college players. I may may have to start saying, well, instead of he's, he can't say he's a senior. He's a five year guy, and you know what? He's making two million per. Right. I think I'd stay in college one more year if he gets a (laughs) if he gets a a year for an injury and he can be a six year senior. Go ahead on. (laughs) Right. right. No, Timmy, we we saw it this year. Um, yep. the dramatic drop of juniors or would have been considered juniors because that COVID year always is going to kind of skew things until we get out of that. Yep. But it was like in the 115, 120 range. It was in the 80s this year. So that that's a big drop. And I think a lot of it has to do with the name, image, likeness, and, and the money that they're involved with in the college game. Yeah. Why, why would you go out if, if, if at this stage – if your if your draft prospects aren't really where you want them to be, and maybe they're and some of these guys look they're they're already surveying the landscape when they're you know freshmen and sophomores wondering about okay if I can get this done where might I land, and um, and frankly if you're going to make uh, you know a, a nil deal worth uh, seven figures then you really should pause and, and think about the college experience and what how much fun it can be, and enjoy life a little bit longer. I don't think I need to tell Bobby or anybody else, <laughs> when did you have the most fun playing football? It was in college. I mean, it was. Uh, everything changes when it becomes a business. Uh, the locker room changes. The uh, the attitudes of the people around you change. So uh, if you can stay for another yeah, that's one of the reasons I keep telling college football fans that are my age and older, you know, oh God, it's not the same. Oh, what do you mean it's not the same? It's better for the player. It's better. That's the only thing that's different. Yeah. It's better for the player. That's the only thing different here is it's better for the player. The fans' problem is they keep buying into what the the voice of the program, who is the head coach always, is the voice of the program. He keeps him and hawing around about how bad it is because for the first time in his career, he doesn't have all the power and all the control. Yeah, they have to work and, extra. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah. That's a great point, Tim. They got to work at re-recruiting that same guy. So yeah, it's harder for them. So they're gonna get the violin and play it louder than they've ever played it way, before. I, 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 yeah. And by the way, for the money they make, yeah, uh, and the oh, yeah. that they Come have, on. it ought to be harder yeah, than it yeah, is. Yeah. Okay, it should be. Tim, uh, your thoughts, and everybody has it, on, on what will happen with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know from Fox's standpoint, they'd like to see him stay <laughs> with Green Bay. But, man, it's strong possibility and certainly ownership with the Jets and Woody Johnson. And I did a couple of shows in New York, and they would brought it up to me. Hey, uh, it ain't Robert Sala running this team. It's not Joe Douglas. Woody Johnson wants – Aaron Rodgers here. And now, and, now the big question is, what will happen with Aaron? So I'm going to ask yeah. you, what do you think will happen uh, with Aaron? Well, well uh, to elaborate, uh, Tim, what Mike was saying, can you imagine Aaron mm. Rodgers in New York City, the Big Apple, if he could be, uh, bring – it's not the Giants. It's the freaking Jets. Mm-hmm. It's the Jets. Right. Who hadn't won yeah. anything. Can you imagine if some – not the tough AFC, if Aaron Rodgers – would bring a Super Bowl to New York for the Jets. 
It'd be the, the second coming of Joe Namath magnified. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, how about the irony of following the path of Brett Favre? Yeah. Right, right, right. How about that? They would only have one commonality. Well, two commonalities. They both played for Green Bay. They both were disgruntled when they left. And they both went to the stinking Jets when they left. Yeah. Um, so, but but here's the other thing about about this, uh, fellas, that you do have to take into consideration. I don't know. You know look, that, that organization is going to do whatever it wants to do. Correct. But I can guarantee you the people on Madison Avenue, the people at the NFL offices are like, please, 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 Aaron, stay in Green Bay. Okay? We don't need that kind of, um, of, of personality and someone that will speak so candidly about what's wrong with our game in New York City, okay? We'd prefer right. you stay in Green Bay, okay? <laughs> because, you know, Aaron is going to say and think whatever, and, and he's going to say it. Yep. I mean, he, he shoots from the hip all the time. I think it would be very interesting. Uh, you know, the daytime debate shows on cable would have a field day oh my God. with Aaron Rodgers yeah. in New York. But I do think that the interests of the league always comes into play when these factors and these things pop up, okay? They do. They absolutely do. And if you don't think that this is something Goodell uh, is always thinking about, think again. I mean, he always is. The one thing the league loves now, though, and and Jerry Jones said this at our seminar last year, we – we, because I occasionally do some NFL games uh, when our college season is over from time to time. As a matter of fact, the last one I did was uh, Jameis in Tampa going his going 30 for 30 with his last pick six against the Falcons uh, on the final week of the year. Yeah. That was the last game I called uh, in the NFL. But I remember Jones saying that um, this was uh, what, what the league loves is the drama. That and that's that's what keeps the 365, 24/7 conversation going, and Rogers provides you know, a lot of drama. It I mean, does. he really does. Even in Green Bay, I mean, where yeah, where I mean, I remember also Archie saying this to me, Mike, and you you'll appreciate this. You know, the two kids with 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 Eli and Peyton, it was so much better, really, for Eli to play in New York rather than Peyton. Because I can Peyton believe that. Would, but Peyton would have made all kinds of headlines, yep. would have said whatever he wanted to say, and probably from time to time rubbed some people in the media the wrong way. I mean, always outspoken. All right. And Eli, just kind of an all shucks approach, keeps a low key, always takes the classy, uh, you know, step. And not that, not that Peyton doesn't have class, but Peyton's going to speak his mind. Right. And a young player gets in trouble in New York when they speak their mind. And, and so he was right about that. Uh, certain guys are going to fit in certain markets a lot better. Rodgers, in my mind, is a media disaster waiting to happen, okay, for the league. Well, uh, but yeah. if, you're, but if, you're, if you're the Jets and you're going to offer him this, why wouldn't you go there? You know, why wouldn't you? Well, well uh, Tim, you look at supply and demand, not enough quarterbacks. You look at the roster. You talk about the Jets' uh, young roster. But how about uh, with the Dolphins? I'll, I'll look at Miami and, and their owner, uh, Stephen Ross. I mean, he's getting mm-hmm. up in age. He wants to win. And I, I think with two at all the concussions, how can you go in that direction? 
So you look at like uh, even if it was a Tom Brady, uh, it, people think Tom Brady's retired. I don't know if he's really retired. Man, off that interview with Colin, to he me, would they, never say it. So wait, to me, they yeah. got to have another season, and then he's truly retired. Well, whether they be well, going back to the Bay Area in San Mateo where he grew up with the 49ers or Miami, Dolphins. yeah, yeah. To me, yeah. That, that that's that that's not uh, too far fetched when you think about that. Yeah. And, and now, now I bring up the 49ers, Tim. It's like, what? Uh, who argues argues with the 49ers roster? What did they always say? I don't know who's the quarterback. I mean, that's mm-hmm. other than that, they might say like, well, they yeah, they most everything else, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, let me say this from a, um, uh, and, and this is just a, a thought that comes to my mind as it relates to the business we're in. Now, look, he he'll, he'll make a guarantee. What is it? Thirty-seven million annually from Fox. Yep. Uh, by doing by doing television in the booth, but he's already said he's not going to come until 24. Right. He's not going to step into the booth in 23 uh, with my friend Kevin Burkhart. So Greg Olson stays in the booth. Greg Olson had the greatest year a broadcast analyst could possibly have. He was awesome. Uh, He was really good, Tim. I agree. He had an unbelievable unbelievable Super Bowl. Uh, uh, He he doesn't make a, a, a third of what Tony Romo makes. And he broadcast circles around the guy uh, in the NFC Championship game. Just compare the the work. All you have to do is look at it. It's it's simple. Uh, I I would I would think that Tom Brady, by suggesting he wants to uh, take a year, maybe uh, use it to uh, get get himself prepared so he can hit the ground running. One thing I don't I don't doubt about Tom Brady. If he knows he wants to do television, he wants to be absolutely the best that he can be because he's always had that mindset no matter what the job and task at hand was, he saw a young Greg Olson go out there and absolutely hit a grand slam home run. So maybe he, maybe he does think he needs that year to, to uh, take a look at the infrastructure to of prepare, a booth and know yeah, what it's like, yeah. you know, to, to understand the choreography that takes place because it's not easy to, to call a game as an analyst for the first time. It's not. Most guys that you see come up through the, the ranks, have been working the number three game or the number two game, and they, they work their way, their way up. That's not happening anymore. Big names are being hired, and they put them right on the biggest shows, and if they fail, it's, it's, it's there for everyone to see. So I do think that the possibility exists that Tom could say, gosh, I've got all this content. You know, he has his own company, just like Peyton, uh, that, that you know, he could produce all the different content that he wants uh, for, for Fox or anybody else. And uh, then take the time to, to maybe play some football again or use the time uh, to prepare himself to, uh, right. to join us uh, in 24. But, but because he decided, fellas, to wait, the door is open for San Francisco. The door is open for those other. You can't just, the, you can't just shut down those rumors. You can't. I, I think they exist for a reason. Right. They really do. Timmy, uh, you headed out. You're doing the Big East tournament that'll be on yeah, Fox and FS1. Morning. And so I think yeah. you're traveling all day tomorrow. So um, wish you the best on a, on a great call. What do you think about who comes out of the Big East tournament-wise? Well, I mean, I, I think there are going to be five teams that come out of the Big East that have a chance to go all the way to the Final Four. I'll okay. tell you that. I mean, right now, Marquette is legit. So yeah, is that's what I like. Yeah. yeah, UConn is also legit. Uh, Providence had a bad game last week that I had, but they're still very, very good. 
Uh, I don't think there's any question that Creighton is a team that if they get the right draw, can make it all the way to uh, the Final Four. There are at least five teams, I think, that have a chance. But as far as the tournament goes, look, Villanova (laughs) is one game over 500, but they just got their best guard back. And don't be shocked if Villanova were to win the Big East tournament and steal a bid from another conference somewhere, because that could happen. Uh, They've been carrying the banner for a long time, and they're accustomed to winning this time of year. But I'll say this, guys. Once I'm done with the Big East and I come home, I'm chasing grandbabies and golf balls, and I'll let those young guys (laughs) – you know, do four games in a day after I've done my five in two days. Well, 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 you know, Tim, before we let you run, because I know you're on top of this, uh, we always talk about Alabama football. What about right. Alabama basketball where they're at? And now this is old school uh, because mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about five slam and jamma. Houston, Houston Cougars. Right. Yeah. yeah they're, they're an unbelievably talented team, but I think the situation that they allowed, and when I say they – I mean, the president of the university, I mean, the administration led by an AD who I think a lot of Greg Byrne, I've known him since he was a kid. His father, Bill, was a great athletic director at A&M and prior to that in Oregon. But they they really did not do that kid uh, a great service by keeping that situation uh, isolated and away from the media for a period of four to five weeks. Everywhere he goes and as those games go into the tournament, and those games get bigger, the media circus is going to get stronger about the story revolving around the, the, the death of a human being uh, and, his, uh, and his teammate that uh, reported yeah, Alabama, he, uh, yeah. he delivered the gun to. That, that's going to be a – talk about drama, okay? The, the subplot to Alabama's run, who, by the way, could win it all. They're, they're good enough to win the whole thing. I, I'm picking Houston. I think Kelvin Sampson's team – uh, the American Conference is the best defensive team I've seen. Uh, my final four right now without a bracket would be Houston, UCLA. Uh, I think that Bruins team is really, really good, and they play defense too. Uh, and I also like Purdue to finally crack the code, get Matt Painter in. And, uh, and the other well, team that I love is out of the Big East. I think UConn has well, got arguably – uh, the best starting five in college basketball. Well, so well, those well, are my yeah. four teams. well, you know, Tim, you just peak. Uh, I don't know. And you and I are old school. We break it down, and you talk about the Alabama uh, Alabama uh, scenario situation that they in uh, when you're dealing with gun violence or uh, what could come about uh, with that. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember like old school. It seemed like that was never the case. That I look at Jai Morant uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. So is that just a day and age we live in or what? It is. I mean, I you should be shocked. When people say, when people say, and I hear this a lot, as you can imagine, because I travel all across the country, and especially in, uh, in left-leaning states, which much of the Big East is and a lot of the Pac-12 is, they'll say to me, uh, so is it okay to be packing heat on campus in that state? And I'm like, where have you been? I mean, there are players that pack heat playing everywhere at every level in all cities all around the country. It's been that way for a long, long time. So let's stay away from the harsh stereotyping of certain sectors of the country, and particularly those that believe in the Second Amendment. Tim, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And, hey, we'll be watching you on the Big East Tournament on Fox and FS1 over the next few days. I know you got a travel day, but then after that, five in one shot. 
All right, Tim. Thank you, man. <laughs> thank you, Timmy. You got it, fellas. Good to be with you. Thanks so much. Tim Brando from Fox Sports. Uh, college football, pro football, college basketball. Man, he, he can do it. And he's a, he's a solid golfer, too. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. We went a little bit long with Tim Brando from Fox Sports. Certainly appreciate him giving his insights on the Saints and Derek Carr. We'll come right back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. We're going to go back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. James in New Orleans. James, you in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, hey guys, listen. um, You know, I think I'm as happy just by everyone else with Car signing, but to be realistic, and I'm always trying to be that way with you guys. Yeah, right, right. Sure. I think it's, I think it's all going to come down to what I think a lot of people are not talking about. But Nielsen went to Atlanta, and if we don't fix that offensive line, we get swept. I mean, we we got to fix that line. It's not, it's I not agree just, with just, you. I mean, Totally. We got to we got to fix that online, and I, and I I want Mike. I know you like Mark from South from the from the Dakotas, North Dakota. I think it is. I saw him at the combine. You know, I like him, and I also like the the kid well, from Hammond with Florida. We can sign those two because you know he he's a lot like well, he's a lot like Drew from the standpoint. You got to protect the middle. Well, 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 well okay, that, that's okay, where okay, your pressure James, is coming at James, now James, inside, James. not. Necessarily always off the edge, hey, hey, and I like Cody inside hey, better uh, than on James, attack. Uh, well, we've been so spoiled. <laughs> yeah, when you think of like Carl Nix, Jari Evans, uh, Max Unger, even going back, uh, we've always had a stud center. And then you look you at like the, when you okay, yeah, you got to get back to that. What well, they've tried. The reason why I said they've tried. Now you got to pick the right players. You look at the whole NFL. The Saints have been pretty damn good in the draft. You're not going to hit her in everything. This is why I, I say when people say we got to get the offensive line better. I don't know. They're trying to pick the right player. I'm looking at the team has invested. Uh, look, the, and with four uh, former first rounders and a second round up front. So and listen, you gave up a first to get the second. So, so wait, so wait, listen. We've, we've drafted four first rounders, 
Now you might say, oh, well, they didn't work out. That didn't work out. And then and, and then a, a second rounder. So it's not like we're not trying to get the offensive line better and be consistent year in and year out. You understand what I'm saying, James? Yeah, well, what I'm saying to you, Bobby, is, and I agree with everything you're saying is, I like Nielsen. I, I, don't, I don't like saying it, but I like Nielsen a hell of a lot better than our head coach. And I think he's going to make our offensive line. If we, leave, if, we, if we roll out the same guys that we got right now, then we're getting smashed. We got to do better at the offensive line. So, you, and, and, so and, James, and so James, you, I, I still don't so, think we got left tackle. Hey, so you're telling me that you think Ryan Nielsen, uh, now with Atlanta, uh, with the Atlanta Falcons, defensive coordinator. He got $70 million to play with. He got $70 million to play with. They want they want veterans on the defensive side. They're already looking at Mac that just that's going to get cut by San Diego or whatever. They want Onyemata, even though Onyemata is more leaning toward the Bucks. They want uh, they want Clowney. They're going to get Clowney. I think they're going to get Bates the safety. Uh, the kid from the kid from uh, uh, the Minnesota, the Vikings, the, the linebacker they just cut. They're going to want him. Um, but I think well, one other thing I like to see us do is pick up the kicker. You want competition? Pick up the kicker that San Francisco's letting go. Well, well, the, the only thing I, the only thing I can tell you, James, is that uh, we got Derek Carr and they got Desmond Ritter. Uh, I don't now, care for how long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now, if Lamar, well, happens, if Lamar Jackson is no with Atlanta, table. yeah, that's a different story. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy right after this news break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.